talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now. This is Chris Magruder, and I have a guest host in today, Leslie Teeling. Welcome, Leslie. Oh, happy to be here. It's so fun to have you around our checkered coffee table. <laughs> okay. We, <laughs> you're supposed to be like, yes. Yes. It is checkered. <laughs> yeah. Julie and I always imagine that we are around a red and white checkered coffee table and that we have our guests in just chatting and having coffee. Well, our studio is a beautiful setting too, so they're both good. It is. So while Julie is out today, we have Leslie in to join us. And Leslie's been in with us before, but um, we are thrilled to have her here. We're going to do a little truth and beauty segment to get started. But before that, Leslie, will you start us off with the Hail Mary? Yes. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. You're sounding like you got a little cold going on today. Yes, I was sick a couple weeks ago, and I just still have a little frog in my throat, but... So bear with me, audience. <laughs> well, I love having you in studio with us. Well, so you. today, let's just start with our little truth and beauty segment that Julie and I t like to do. Um, and I'm going to just tell you, I was with some young adults a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about dreaming and dreaming with God and how God puts dreams in our hearts and um, and how God has a dream for us, too. So we were you know, kind of looking at what is what is the best combined dream with ours and God's? And, you know, what's that look like? What was so cool? I mean, I'm thinking, you know, when I was that age, I'm thinking I want a big house. I want to travel, you know, just all those kinds of worldly things. And these people were like, I want to be able to stand before God and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to have, I want to quit my job and go full-time evangel, evangelistic. And, and I mean, you know, things well, they like are that. ahead of the game for oh, sure. Oh my, like years ahead of the game, yeah. years ahead of the game. It was just fun. You, they, we did talk a little bit about what was your dream when you were seven. Oh, I wanted to be a superhero. I wanted to be an oh. NFL player. <laughs> That's what we were doing about when we were in our twenties yeah. or in high school. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it was really cool. That's to very see. hopeful. I love oh, hearing that. That is my point right mm -hmm. there. Very hopeful to hear um, the goodness of some of these young adults who are raising, raising our children. kids. Yes. yes. Raising children. That's yes. so. And yes. speaking of that, so I have already raised my children, but I have grandchildren. And we were at the EW10 radio conference uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I bought a beautiful book by Anthony DiStefano called Mary's Wardrobe. Oh, yes. I've it seen is that. such a beautiful book. I highly recommend it to any parent. And my granddaughter just loves it. Mm. And she gets so excited when we, she sees the beautiful pictures of Mary and we talk about the colors and it's just really beautif beautifully done. And I love reading it to her. And she hands it to me every time I put her down for a nap wow. or at night. The illustrations are beautiful. They, they illustrate Mary in, you know, as Our Lady of Knock, Our Lady of Guadalupe, Fatima. Yeah, it's beautiful. And all yeah. of her different wardrobe. It's yes. beautiful. And it, yeah. really, it really is. Yeah. I highly recommend it. We're, we're trying to get Anthony on our show so we can talk about that very book. And I know it's funny because um, when I was with those kids that night, those kids, those young adults who were talking about dreaming, um, one of the women said, that's my favorite book. And my daughter always wants me to read it to her. So here we are. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. When she start reading it. Yeah. 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 Pick that book up for sure. Well, um, we do not have a guest today, friends. Today, we are going to talk about um, purgatory. 
November is the month to pray for the holy souls of purgatory. So we are going to be well, every kept... month's the month to pray. This well, in yes, particular. Yes. Every thank, day. Thank you. Every day. Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> so we're going to go kind of basic. We're just going to talk about what are some of those questions that a lot of people have regarding purgatory. And so, um, you know, before the, our break, we are going to talk just real briefly, what is purgatory? And so I'm just going to tell you um, right out of the catechism, mm-hmm. 1030, paragraph 1030 says, paragraph, excuse me, purgatory is a purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven, which is experienced by those who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified. So therefore they are in a state of grace. Not in, not with no mortal sin. No mortal sin, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But they're just they're just uh, imperfect. And tell tell the listeners what you were telling me earlier about C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. He had his an, and he believed in purgatory. He, mm-hmm. I think he became a Catholic at the very end of his life, but um, when he was writing as a Christian, but he believed in purgatory. And he made the analogy of if you were to go to heaven um, in a state of grace, but still had some purification that needed to be done how awkward you would feel when they invite you in and you see all this holiness around you. It's a natural reaction. Like as a human being, when you're around somebody who's very holy, you almost feel like I'm not worthy. And I think that's what he was trying to say. You actually want to be purified Mm. because the holiness and the beauty is, is so overwhelming. And, and you know, that you need to be purified to be in the Lord's presence. Yeah, it, it so. reminds me of an analogy. I think, listeners, you've probably heard me say this one other time when we've talked about purgatory, but the whole idea of standing before God in muddy overalls yeah. before you enter the big, beautiful banquet, you you want to be clean. You want to look, right. you want to have a beautiful gown on like everyone else, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I, wow. And that's something to me that I can really relate to because oh, we all like too. to be showered and clean when we go meet with our friends. <laughs> and I know how I feel around really holy people. Yes. You know, it's just like, I want to be like them, uh-huh. but I know I'm not mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm striving for that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the word purgatory actually comes from a Latin term, purgare, which literally means purge or to clean out. So uh, the idea really comes from the practice of praying for the dead is something that we actually learned from the Jews, which we'll talk about later. But I just think it's interesting that it comes from a Latin term that means to clean out. So yeah, because okay. that's what it is. Mm-hmm, exactly. But the thing about purgatory that is so beautiful is during that time of purification, there's such great hope mm. there. That is they you're so hopeful because, you know, you've died. You know, you made it basically. Yeah. which I loved. I was reading about that last night. I don't know if we're going to talk about that for later on. Yes. But. Yeah. Well, listeners, you're listening to Chris Magruder with my guest host, Leslie Teeling. When we come back, you're going to hear more about some things that we've learned about purgatory. Faith Check with Greg Yule on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. On this Faith Check, let's look at how reliable the Catholic Church's oral tradition is. In the modern world, oral means of communication are deemed inherently unreliable. We've all played the game of telephone where a phrase is whispered around a circle and it comes out nothing like the original. The scholars have shown that in the ancient world, and to this day in some places, oral traditions were memorized and passed down to multiple generations without alteration. When the apostles went out to teach the faith orally, they did not whisper it in secret like the telephone game but proclaimed it publicly to the multitudes. Oral tradition was a normal means of passing on the faith, as St. Paul says in 2 Timothy 2.2, What you have heard from me before many witnesses, entrust the faithful men, Timothy, who will be able to teach others also. There is no evidence that a widespread change of belief took place among the early Christians. Quite the opposite. At the end of the 2nd century, St. Irenaeus wrote that while the church has spread over the entire known world, the faith has been maintained intact everywhere, something only attributable to the Holy Spirit. This is Greg Ewell for Faith Check. 
Calling All Ladies to Spiritual Warfare featuring Jonnet Williams in person from EWTN's Women of Grace. Saturday, November 11th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. The day includes three talks, Holy Mass, Rosary, Continental Breakfast, and a special opportunity for prayer requests. Ticket prices start at $30. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for more information. And don't miss Spiritual Warfare with Jonnet Williams and Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Thank you to our business partner, Matt Moffat, offering Fiber New Restoration Services. Eco-friendly and mobile, Matt can come to your home or business to repair, restore, and renew damaged leather, plastic, vinyl, fabric, and upholstery. Learn more at fibernew.com slash Altoona Des Moines. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now. I'm Chris Magruder, and I'm sitting in studio with my guest host, Leslie Teeling, today. And we are talking about purgatory because this month we're really focusing in the church on praying for the souls in purgatory. And I have to say, I really have a, a, an increased devotion to the souls in purgatory over the past few years. Just mm-hmm. everything I've read, I pray for them every single day. And maybe we'll talk about why we should be doing that. There's many reasons, but it's just, it's just something everyone should put in their daily prayer, praying for the souls in purgatory, yeah. especially those that have no one to pray for them. Yeah. So I um, I wanted to just kind of mention the first kind of fact is that it is actually scriptural. Yes. And we don't find the word purgatory necessarily in our scriptures, but we also don't find words like the Trinity. Or hypostatic our... union. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, but where do we find it in scriptures? There's a lot, a lot of places. I mean, get your pens out, friends, and look up some of these verses. We're not going to give them all to you. But one of my very favorite ones is in Revelations 21, 27 that says, nothing unclean shall enter heaven. I mean, you know, it's pointing to the fact that we, you know, we're not going to die perfectly. Well, maybe some people do, but it's, it's so rare um, that, you know, it's a great mercy to be able to have the gift of purgatory to clean up some of those things. You know, like Leslie had said in the last segment, you don't get to go to heaven or purgatory if you have mortal sin on your soul. But those other sins that maybe you committed, maybe you snapped at your brother before you, you know, passed away. That's something that has to be even cleaned well, up. Well, there's no one who is sinless that walked the face of, face of the earth except for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Right. And so, Jesus. Oh, yeah, well, he was, but he was <laughs> part man. I mean, God, a God man, but um, as a human being, a full human being. So we can strive for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think if you die... Uh, our martyrdom, you know, they say you can go straight to heaven if you die a martyr's death. Mm. But, you know, most of us, you know, we're going to have some venial sin. It's just, and we shouldn't be discouraged by that. Right, right. Um, we keep trying. We just keep trying. But mm-hmm. I think that's why we should, as one um, priest read that I, you should fear and you should both fear and and love purgatory at the same time because it is a p- place of torment. Mm. But, it's also when you're there, like I said before, you've made it mm-hmm. and you will be with the Lord at some, at some point, mm-hmm. knowing that we are, you know, fallen human beings. Right. So. Right. Well, and you know, in two Maccabees 
chapter 12, verses 44 to 46, they talk about the atonement for dead and their freedom. And if you, so if you go look at Maccabees, basically, I'll, and I'll, I'll read the first couple of verses for you. Um, 2 Maccabees 12, 44 and 46 says, for if he were not expecting those who had fallen would rise again, it would have been superfluous and foolish to pray for the dead. But if he was looking to the splendid reward that is laid up for those who fall asleep in godliness, it was a holy and pious thought. Therefore, he made atonement for the dead that they might be delivered from their sin. So the Jews were, they even knew, yeah, yeah. you know, that, mm. that there was a reason to pray for our dead. Yeah. I think it's, honestly, I feel like it's innate. You know, it's innate. We know that we're supposed to pray for them. Um, do we pray for those people who are in hell? No. Um, they've you can't. made their choice. You can't. Yeah. But that's the mercy of purgatory is there's, you know, we, we're getting cleaned up basically. And I think as when um, someone passes away, uh, it's such... Uh, there's not a whole lot you can, you can you know do, physically do for them, but praying for them is really comforting, and you're actually doing something for them, right? You know, and every time I hear about someone who's died, I just heard about someone yesterday that had died suddenly I didn't know about. I just my first thought, I, I'm going to pray for them, and I told their loved one that. And I think people, it is very comforting to people to know that you're thinking about their loved one. Well, and, and you know, so many times people don't know what to say, mm-hmm. and I think. That's an honest thing that you can say. That's my first I'll reaction. Pray for them. I will pray for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so just a few more scriptures, friends. There's a lot, but I'm just going to give you some that I really like. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15 talks about um, how su- we suffer loss, but we're saved through as fire. And we talk about the fire in mm-hmm. purgatory. Um, so again, that's 1 Corinthians three fifteen. We suffer loss, but we are saved as through fire. Um, in Peter, one Peter, Jesus preached to the spirits in prison. I mean, where were they? They were in a waiting place. You know what I mean? Heaven hadn't been opened yet. One Corinthians 15, uh, verses 29 and 30, Paul mentions people, um, being baptizing for the dead. So there's more, there's some in Matthew. There, there's a lot. If you Google purgatory scriptures, you will find oh, yes. quite a number so, of them. So much will come up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, purgatory is a place of suffering. For sure. And there is, and there is fire. I mean, yeah, it, it's, I, 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 I used to say, I just want to get in the back door of purgatory. Well, then you kind of hear about what purgatory is like. It's like, no, actually I'd like to go straight to heaven. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily want to even go to purgatory. I mean, God, thank you for the mercy of purgatory, but you know, purgatory is still not being in his presence. You cannot see him. Well, that's, about that's what we strive for while we're here on mm-hmm. earth, you know, to be in heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to strive for purgatory, but again, you shouldn't be afraid of it because right. you have made it right. when you're in purgatory. Not happy, so. not sad. You know what's no. coming. Yeah. My dad used to explain it to me that when I was a little girl. You're not happy there. You're not sad because you still know heaven's in front of you. Right. You're still going there, but God get cleaned up. Yeah. So a few little things about, you know, some points that people do agree on regarding um, purgatory. First, the fire described by the saints is a positive fire. It's it's a burning love of God, and it can be called God fire. But it's not a physical fire as we know it. It's um, actually it's more of an inner burning and a spiritual fervor because we love God so much. Mm-hmm. And so the soul in purgatory that sees God in all His glory, they're and they're just unable to be with Him. So they're burning interiorly, can't wait to. They're get longing theirs. for Him. Yes, that's that's the kind of thing. And then another concept everyone agrees on is that the Holy. Souls need our prayers. 
and um, especially, and, and, and we'll talk later about some of those ways that we can pray, pray but um, they need our prayers. They really do. And then lastly... Um, and they can be our greatest ally. Yes, they can, because they will pray yes, for us. They when will you, pray yes, for us. You can, they can't pray for themselves, right? but they can pray and for us. And that's why it's so important to pray for they them. Will, they, will, they will flock to you mm-hmm. if you're praying for them. Mm-hmm. So thirdly, when someone has died, we feel grief and we're, we're sorrowful. Um, we want to do something Just like we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We want to do something. And, you know, there's collections of prayers, devotions, meditations. Matter of fact, if you look up the purgatory lady, Susan Tassoni, she's been on our show many times. She has a collection of prayers. She also has written, um, a stations of the cross. Um, and you know, what better way if you're, if you're thinking of the state of how Jesus died and what he went through to, um, to, to suffer and die and save us, you know, to meditate on his passion. What a, what a better way to actually pray for the poor souls as well. Yes. And it's, they, they, they become our powerful intercessors for us throughout life. If we pray for them, the catechism tells us the more we pray for them, the more powerful their intercession is for us. So never stop praying for the souls in purgatory. Right. Gosh, I can't believe it. We're already up against a break here, Leslie. When we come back, we have so much more friends to share with you. So stay tuned. You're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio, and this is Catholic Women Now. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Thank you to our business partner, McDonald Imaging Solutions. Family-owned, Marty and his son, Caleb McDonald, offered branded corporate apparel, logoed promotional products, marketing solutions, and printed items. Learn more at McDonaldImagingSolutions.com. At noon, Monday through Friday, the doctor is in. Dr. Ray Garendi helps you with personal problems and professional questions. You'll love his fun approach and practical advice. The doctor is in on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, connecting listeners with Christ. Attention pro-lifers, help us celebrate life. Attend Pulse Life Advocates Christmas Gala Saturday, November 18th at the Iowa Event Center in downtown Des Moines. Get details at pulseforlife.org. We hope to see you this November. Join the celebration and help grow the faith at Iowa Catholic Radio's Dinner in December, Friday, December 8th at 6 p.m. at the Embassy Suites downtown, featuring a keynote from EWTN's Dr. David Anders called to communion, how a committed Calvinist ended up inviting people into communion with the Catholic Church. Tickets are still just $75. Don't miss this year's Dinner in December and a special announcement from Iowa Catholic Radio. To reserve your seat at the table, visit iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now. I'm with my guest host, Leslie Teeling. We're talking today about purgatory. And when we left, we were talking a little bit about how can we help those souls in purgatory? Because as Leslie was stating, the souls of purgatory cannot pray for themselves. They lose the, those merits to be able to do that. So that's that's what we get to do for them. We get to pray for them. The Holy Mother prays for them and helps them get to heaven. But it is so important 
that we pray for the souls of purgatory. So what are some of the ways, um, most effective ways, that we can actually pray for those souls in purgatory? Well, first and foremost, the Mass. The Mass, which is the most powerful prayer. We've said that many times, the most powerful prayer that we can say, Mass, Mass, Mass. It's quite simply the most perfect and powerful prayer which exists. And in the Mass, we're permitted to share kind of that saving action of Christ directly in the way that when the souls of the dead are commemorated at Mass, the fruits of that same sacrifice are communicated to the souls and remembered there. And there's specifically a part in the mass. um, I actually have it written down here. Where's it at? For the souls. Yeah. Yeah. For the souls where we talk about remembering the souls. I'm trying to find it. Leslie, do you have that in front of you? I don't. Well, okay. Friends, if you, if you're in mass, you'll hear them talking about remembering the dead and, you know, and praying for them. And it's during the consecration. Right. And the souls of purgatory are actually they're at mass receiving refreshment with us and they, they can pray for us. So they're praying for us as well. So remember to ask them to pray for your intentions. But I always think when the priest holds up the host and says, this is my body. And when he holds up, you know, Jesus's blood and says, this is my blood. Those are powerful times because there he is. You know, there's a, there's an opportunity to say, Lord, help the souls in purgatory get to heaven. Or if there's somebody specific, or your loved ones, which is Mm -hmm. what I do. And, um, the mass, as we stated, is the most powerful. And you can have masses offered for your loved ones after they pass away. Mm. And I've been doing that for a long time, giving that as, as a gift to family members when they lose somebody. Or when my father died, I enrolled him in masses, a sacred heart spiritual society. And masses are being said for him perpetually. Yeah. You, you know, know, one of the things that Susan Tassoni touts all the time is Gregorian masses and how yes. powerful um, for somebody that's deceased to have 30 consecutive Gregorian masses said, um, which was popularized by Pope St. Gregory the Great. Um, he said that a soul would be a release from purgatory after 30 Gregorian masses were offered. So, of course, there's no guarantee of that because the church, but the church does point to the, the powerful efficacy of the mass. Um, but it's so important. I know I, I had 30 Gregorian masses said for my dad because I was like, get him out of purgatory as fast as we can. I know he had thousands of masses said for him, which was a huge blessing. And, you know, once they are released and they are released, but we sometimes people will get signs, you know, and they feel like yes. their loved one. Those those masses that are still being said do not are not wasted. Right. They can be. They can. They will go for graces for other souls, especially the souls that have no one to pray for them. So, mm-hmm. you especially know. priests who who are often forgotten. Right. So yeah. you know those masses that are being offered perpetually never go to waste mm-hmm. once the soul has been released. Mm-hmm. So now the second most powerful prayer that we can say just generally is also an incredibly powerful prayer for the souls of purgatory, and that is the Rosary. Oh yes. Yeah. And and often I know um, Leslie and I pray the Rosary with the Saint Francis Rosary group, and and that's pretty much every time brought up when we say. Oh, the it's always an intention mm-hmm. for all the holy souls in the purgatory, especially for those that have no one to pray for. Mm-hmm. Them. Yep. Again, and and again, that's so important for those mm-hmm. souls who you know don't have anyone to pray for them, and those priests are often forgotten. Yeah. Because I think people think they're holy enough; they're probably in heaven, which is. Um, not necessarily the case. I, mean, I just you know, don't think you can think that about anyone. anyone. And I think yes. you talk about like at, sometimes at funeral masses, people are canonized by, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's it's always you always want to hear nice things about your loved one or your yeah. friend, especially when you're in a time of such great grief and you need to. But that you should never forget, though, sometimes then people think, oh, I don't need to pray for them anymore. They must be good. It's just 
We just don't know. Right. We don't know if they we were perfectly lined up with God's will at death. Right. We just don't know. Um, and the other cool thing, too, is when you pray for them and ask for the Lord to have mercy on their soul, there's no time in, in, in um, heaven. And at their time of death is, you can still be praying for them at their time of death. Yeah. That that they're saying yes. And and I think that's such a beautiful thing to yeah. think, too, that, no, it's not it's not done and over with. You can still be praying for them at their time of death. Yes. And you know so, what I think is also amazing? You know, for those people who don't want to think that their loved one didn't go straight to heaven, you know, maybe suggest to them, well, have a mass said for them. Because when you have a mass said, whenever you're at mass, you're you're in greater communion with them. So why not go be with them in mass? Right. You know what I mean? And that's a good encouragement, I think, for people to, they'll be like, oh, you're right. You know, so maybe those people who don't want to face the reality that they could be in purgatory. Another way is just to remind them that you're in communion with your loved ones who are deceased when you're at mass. I think that would be very comforting. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely think that's the case as well. Um, and we talked earlier about the way of the cross, the stations of the cross is yes. a great devotion for, to help I need to get souls. better at that. That is not something that I do like I should. Specifically on Good Friday, you mm-hmm. can get a plenary indulgence for one person that is in purgatory. To, yeah. By doing the and we do do it. On, I mean, I'm, I do it on Good Friday, but yes, just to do it throughout the year because it is such such a powerful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a priest. His name's Father Looney, and he would add to the list that visiting um, cemeteries during the month of November and especially during the first eight days of November. He says, "I never knew there's that." A plenary, I read yeah, that. I didn't either. There's a plenary indulgence attached to the devotional practice. Um, but, you know, I always think, well, there. They're really not there, but you right. know, maybe there's there. Well, obviously he knows something we don't know. That's, that's what I thought too. Um, I think that they're not really there, but I've heard that too, that I think we have cemeteries for a reason and that's why a place to go. And I think we are, we should be encouraged to go. And there is efficaciousness with that Yes, by going and praying for your loved one at their, at their burial plot. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the the last one is also um, the St. Gertrude prayer. And St. Gertrude was visited um, by Jesus, who, who told her that if she you know, were to say this prayer, that a thousand souls would be released from purgatory each time that the prayer was said devoutly. Now, not said quickly, not rushed through just to get it done. But when you say the prayer devoutly, he promises that a thousand souls will be released from purgatory. To me, that's a wow. Really? Yeah. That prayer is that powerful. Do it then. Yes, we yeah. have to do it and say it several times a day. And also on Christmas fact. Day. Christmas Day is the day when they're most released. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is most, awesome. Most one. souls from purgatory are released on Christmas Day. Okay. So. Well, friends, we are bumping up the against the end of our hour here, or our half hour, and so we just want to say thank you. And um, you know what? I'm just going to ask you if you would be so kind as to tell your friends about our podcast. You can go to Iowa Catholic Radio and listen to Catholic Women Now, and you can listen to several of our. Um, podcast, whatever uh, topic you think is fun to listen to. Also on November, is it November 11th? November it 11th, is November yeah. 11th. We have Jeanette Bankovich and our good friend, Barbara Heil coming in for the Iowa Catholic Radio Women's Conference. And it should be an amazing event. Spiritual Warfare and you. It's going to be a powerful conference. It is. So go to Iowa Catholic Radio and get signed up for that. But I thought, you know, let's end our hour with the St. Um, Gertrude prayer and help some souls get out of purgatory. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer thee the most precious blood of thy divine divine Son, Jesus, in union with the masses throughout the world today, for all the holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, 
for sinners in the universal church, those in my own home and within my family. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, friends, go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women, on The Voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio.